0: Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what we want. I'm your host, Kayleen Seuss. My intention is to offer deep breaths, high vibes, and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. How are you? Welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. I am so excited to talk to you today. And as we ease into this conversation of finding flow during your work week, I have to just come out and say that i don't necessarily think that we're supposed to find flow at every turn through every minute of the day but i also think that it's possible for us to cultivate practices and rituals to create containers for flow to show up and i also think that Flow is a concept that's very aspirational, and I want to make it a little bit more attainable. Um, when I'm talking about flow, I kind of have two different uses, two different definitions, and so let's just start there. First, flow as in a flow state, is when you are in a space and time, in your mind, when what you're working on or what you're doing is the only thing that you're focused on. And the outside world seems to melt away. Your experience of how time passes can be different than normal. So time becomes a lot less linear. It can feel like you are um like you're doing something and you spend like an hour doing it but it only feels like a few minutes or it can feel like you just have endless amounts of time so that is what i'm talking about when i say flow but then there's also this other idea of flow which is when we go with the flow when we practice allowing and i think the two go hand in hand and to give you a real practical example of this second definition of flow, I had this entire episode mapped out, ready to go. I'm trying a new approach to how I plan my show notes and how I plan what I'm talking from. And I was practicing a ritual that I do before I record podcasts or before I jump into a meeting, which is I close out all my unnecessary windows and kind of focus in on the one app, the one thing that I'm doing. And I unintentionally deleted all of the notes and everything that I had prepared to reference in today's recording. (laughs) So, I still know it's going to be an amazing episode, and I know that there is perhaps a reason why that little mishap happened. And so, I'm just going to flow with it and trust in myself and trust in the universe. And so, that is that second example of flow. I still know what I want to talk about, I still have it all in my head, and I just went through all of it like 15 minutes ago. But still, it is like slightly devastating to be working on something and then have it all go away and thankfully with the technology of things the way that they are I feel like we experience this a lot less often than we used to when like word would crash after you wrote a whole document or, you know, back in the days when there was typewriters, if you lost that actual piece of paper, the whole manuscript was gone. So I feel comfort in knowing that so much of our work and everything that we do is auto-saved these days, but apparently not, not everywhere. So hey, we will just flow with it. The This topic of finding flow during your work week comes from several conversations that I've had with clients recently, with some of my coaching clients about flow and structuring our work days. And in particular, one of my clients emailed me this question. She said, it's not magical to talk about logistics, but I am curious how you tend to structure your work week. And do you have particular rhythms or ways that you use your time that you find helpful? So I told her, hey, this is an amazing question, and honestly, I need to save my response for a podcast episode. So here you go, this is my response. And also, um, we have, in the interim, kind of dialed in on a few things for her that I think will be most helpful in relation to finding flow, finding alignment, finding ease in work, because it's something that We all do, no matter what your days look like. I'm gonna reference work because that's where I am right now in my life, but we can all find flow no matter what we're doing. And so if you are retired or you're a stay-at-home mom or you have been laid off recently, no matter what your days look like, these ideas, these suggestions, these bits of inspiration can apply to you and all you have to do is look within and see what resonates. Let the rest roll off your back. Just ignore it. It's totally fine if it doesn't all jive with what you're wanting to cultivate in your life. But at the heart of it, when I'm talking about finding flow, I'm talking about finding ways to celebrate the good in your work days and to cultivate more of what you want, which I think for a lot of us is that sense of ease, that sense of focus, that sense of getting things done and moving on to the next thing. And a lot of it comes from removing distractions, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But as we kind of go into this conversation, one of the things that some of you have mentioned is that you want to know a bit more about me. So I thought I'd give you a little bit about my career and my backstory and what brought me to this point. So I graduated college in 2007. In college, I studied elementary education and I worked on campus first as a residential assistant and then in campus leadership. And I facilitated different educational programs on campus. In my college years, I had to declare my major in my freshman year because I was on scholarship for swimming. And that was part of the arrangement is that you had to declare quite early. So freshman year, I hit campus and I have to pick what I'm going to study. I chose elementary education because i had always been a babysitter i had coached swimming i liked school and i had that ultimate dream of becoming a stay-at-home mom someday and i thought that that would align nicely with being a teacher so if you listen to last week's episode about my inner voice session you might have heard that i have these ideas and i had these aspirations that have sort of been emotionally charged when it comes to my career when it comes to motherhood and my inner voice told me that one of my things that i'm here to do is to braid motherhood and career so i think that's where i am right now but in college, I realized my senior year, I didn't want to be a teacher, which is like a horrible thing to realize at the end of your, you know, schooling to become a teacher. So I started to look for jobs in sales. I got a position with a company, a software company based in San Francisco. So I went to school in Las Vegas at UNLV. I moved from Vegas to San Francisco and started an inside sales position there that was really fast paced and they hired tons of recent grads. And within a few months, our manager quit. And through a turn of events, I ended up at 22 managing a sales office for a company that was headquartered in raleigh north carolina it was their only west coast presence and i was managing my peers and i was a terrible manager it was not um an ideal setup for me at all i had no support no training and i was managing people who were just like me, and I wasn't very nice, and it was just it was a really tough time. So about six months after that, I moved from San Francisco to Raleigh to work for the same company, but at their headquarters. And I had shifted then out of management into more of a support role. um, Eventually to where I was responsible for all the hiring of our sales force. So I was hiring so many people. I think in one year I. out a hundred offers um for it was a relatively small company so there was just a ton of turnover it was really fast-paced it was somewhat of a toxic environment though i don't think that that was like a term i was very aware of but the management style wasn't conducive to like my personal growth (laughs) it was just it was tough but it was a great opportunity for me for two reasons. One, I started my blog while I was working there because I needed a creative escape from my corporate job. And I also met my husband there, so he and I worked there together for a few years. And um, if I hadn't worked there, I wouldn't have met him. So that's really, you know, the value in that in that tough position. And I think, you know, there's definitely a part of me, especially in my early career, that valued struggle and that saw meaning in being miserable. And so I think that it met those needs quite quite easily. After I left that position, I worked for two more startups in HR and recruiting. So again, in those roles, I was a little bit more aligned with the management team. There was a little bit more support, but each step of the way in my corporate career, I was really tapping into some of the rituals, some of the practices, some of the things that are now part of my day to day. Whenever I started a new job, you know, I made sure that my desk had a certain vibe to it. I always really took care of that. Um, I've always been a big fan and um, proponent of inbox zero, which is the idea that your inbox can be empty. <laughs> and so I've always sort of maintained that. Um, and so just, you know, uh, removing distractions because I was in a position where I was interviewing candidates regularly, and even when I was in sales, those phone calls always went better when I was focused and prepared and when I eliminated distractions as much as possible. So those, conditions also apply to the work I do now. Um, so I think, um, I yeah, I started to build and cultivate some of the practices that have become the backbone of how I find flow today. In 2013, my husband graduated from business school. We were still, we weren't quite engaged yet, but we moved from um, Raleigh North Carolina to Austin Texas for his job and in that transition I was able to keep working for the company that I was working for in Raleigh and they let me work remote so I left the corporate environment the office environment in 2013 and I haven't worked in an office since and so I know so many people right now are in a position where they're learning to work from home for the first time and I feel really grateful and fortunate. that that is a transition that I made before I had kids and I mean it's just a lot. I think that working from home is amazing and I also think that it's really challenging because you have your dishes and your laundry and just kind of the daily minutiae that is all around you. And so I think that it does help to create some energetic boundaries, some rituals and routines around what it means to be at work, even when you're working from home. My remote job for that Raleigh-based company of started to fizzle out um, after working for them for a little while remotely I was their only remote employee and it just sort of wasn't flowing so much anymore and so in 2014 I started working for my dad and helped him launch a health and wellness company I built the website I managed their newsletter I even helped us, I co-wrote and self-published a book called The Belief Roadmap. So that was kind of my entry into entrepreneurship and not having like a traditional boss structure because I was working for my dad, which was a really unique experience. It um, wasn't one that I wanted to maintain forever. And so in 2016, in preparation for having my son, my husband and I decided that we were going to make my lifelong dream of being a stay-at-home mom happen. And we talked about that a little bit in last week's episode, but I was a stay-at-home mom for a while. Um, my son was born in 2016. We hired our nanny in 2017 just for a few hours a week to begin, sort of as um some people do like a mother's day out program or have their aunt or their grandma watch their kid for a few hours a week Um, we had claudia here for just tuesdays and thursdays for four hours each day and slowly but surely as the months unfolded we hired her for more and more hours and right before our daughter was born in 2018 we just said like how many hours can we hire you for and so she made the transition to working full-time for us at the beginning of this year and All of that is important information when you're considering, like, my personal experience because my work, my ability to show up for my work is absolutely informed by the support that I have. Like, I wouldn't be able to do half of the stuff that I'm doing right now if it weren't for the child care that i have and the support and resources that claudia provides to our family so i think that that's an important piece of the puzzle when you're thinking about finding flow during your work week whatever that looks like just during your days flow is i think a function of how your days are set up and so i think you can find flow when you're tending to your kids absolutely But I just think that sometimes when we're looking at how much work we can get done in any given amount of time, and then we look at how much work other people do, we can kind of get mixed up at looking at other people's work and productivity and output and thinking about our input and like how they don't line up. So I just want to bring up the fact that we have you know, somebody currently living with us full time who is an amazing, amazing asset to our family and absolutely enables me to find flow during my work days. And right now to answer my client's question about how are my weeks set up? What does that look like? I think that, you know, it is a very very big change from what it was before coronavirus, um, but I'm I'm kind of settling into a pattern that works for me, and I'm continually looking at it to see how I can tweak and change it. So one of my things that I think is worth considering is that your week like Monday doesn't have to be your day one. You might have it kind of just mentally structured in your head that your work week really starts on Wednesdays because on Tuesdays you wrap up and on Wednesdays you get going. Like it doesn't have to be this linear Monday through Sunday thing, especially right now in this time of so many people working from home with their kids and things just being a bit out of sorts. Like you can even if you have like a super traditional job like you can just earmark tuesdays as your day one if you want um the way my week flows currently is i do a lot of admin heavy stuff on mondays i tend to my emails i will mess around with finances and just kind of do any of those administrative tasks that need to get done i like to have those on mondays Um, it's of an easy way to get into my work week on tuesdays i have client work that i do and i record the podcast Um, so any prep work for the podcast i like to do a few days before but sometimes i do it the day of sometimes it doesn't even matter if i did it or not because it accidentally gets deleted (laughs) but that's what tuesday typically looks like for me on Wednesdays, I do podcast prep. So I listen to the podcast after they've been edited, before they get scheduled to air. I also will work on the show notes that get published on the website at CelebrateCultivate.com. And I also have from time to time client meetings that fit in on Wednesdays. On Thursdays, it's a pretty big focus day for client work. And one of my tips for creating containers where flow can find you is to have one day a week where you don't schedule meetings at all. Um, And if you are in a less traditional, you know, work setup, that could just be that you um, take something else out that tends to be a distraction. So if there's things that automatically distract you from flow, find one day a week, one day every two weeks, one day a month where you don't have those things scheduled so that you can really give yourself ample space to, to get the job done. On Fridays, they tend to be pretty meeting heavy days. So I try not to have any other work tasks assigned to myself. Nothing, you know, kind of, um, nothing else that I really want to check off the list because meetings take up a lot of brain space. They take up a lot of power. And there's a lot of follow up that often comes with meetings. And so Fridays are just kind of my end of week where I don't do a lot of stuff, but I'm in the meetings, if that makes sense. Before I dove into like my workflow for the week, I did wanna mention another reason why I share my career background is because I think it's important when you are wanting to find flow to really look at your own background as the thing that has led you to where you are today. So if you take a few moments to reflect or you take a few minutes to journal, or if you, Decide that it's time to update your resume. Just maybe you don't want to look for a job, but you just need to kind of update, like, where have you been? Taking time to look back, especially as pertains to career or work, quote unquote, um, I think it's really helpful because if you look back, that will help orient you on where you are now. And then you can also look at where you want to go. And once you find yourself in time and space and think about all the things that you've done that have helped lead you to where you are today, that can help you gain a sense of confidence, a sense of, Worthiness, Like you've done this thing. And even if you're just starting out in your career or changing careers, like everything you've done still is foundation, still is what you're standing upon as you embark on something new. And I think those elements are important in feeling confident and calm as you come to your work. Another thing that I think is really helpful to consider is your why. Like, why are you working? Is it for money or is it for something else? It might be for a combination of things. It might be for satisfaction. It might be for growth. It could be because you really enjoy helping others. Um, there's just so many reasons why we work. And sometimes when we're in that day-to-day minutia, we forget about our why. And that's by design. Again, like I don't think we could be in flow 24-7. I don't think that we could hold our why and our purpose so at the forefront of everything that we do all the time. Like we are allowed to go on autopilot. That serves a purpose too. But when you tap into your why, it kind of helps Guide you forward so in terms of setting up rituals setting up routines setting up rhythms for flow to find you i think that first off you have to be available for flow to find you you can't i just don't think that it's possible for you to be like buzzing around, busy, 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 and then just like drop into flow. Maybe it is possible. And maybe I'm just manifesting that inability by saying it. But for me, I find that flow arrives when I am where I need to be to work and when I limit distractions. So setting up rituals that help you tune into yourself is one way to find flow during your work week. So I've mentioned before, but I love a minute of just quiet, eyes closed, deep breath as a way to, you know, ritualistically separate wherever you were to where you are now, which is here to work. I also love lighting candles or doing a line activation, which Ashley Wood teaches. You can check out the show notes on celebratecultivate.com and I will link to her explanation and example of that. Um, it can even be gratitude journaling. So whatever it is, Whatever helps you feel centered. Before I record the podcast, I actually have a little mantra slash prayer that I read so that I can kind of center myself and set my intentions for the podcast. And so I do that before every single podcast. Another thing that I do is I, like I said, close out of old windows. I turn off my alarms. I even... I put up Do Not Disturb on my phone and my computer. I close out of my email app before I get to work. And so there's times when I'm available, quote unquote, and then there's other times where I'm really focused. And so I think that if you start to create rituals where you're letting yourself know, this is time to focus, you will help flow find you. Time batching is another really helpful tool. So... Blocking your calendar and saying, you know, on Mondays I do admin work, so I'm going to invoice clients or XYZ. Once you start to designate particular blocks of time for types of work, then on a random Wednesday when you're thinking about, oh, I need to invoice so-and-so, you can just slate that work for your Monday to-do list. So you can start to be strategic, and that way you're not switching in and out of activities too often, and you're really able to do a bit more focused work. So flow and focus for me really do go hand-in-hand. I find that when I focus... I don't even know if it's a I think it's a chicken and egg like I think flow and focus kind of like are one in the same for me sometimes I'm focused and I don't feel flowy of course but I still like getting the work done you know what I mean um another really helpful thing to do is to at the end of your day take a little care to wrap up your work day and set out a post-it note or set out a little note for yourself that sets up the next three things you want to work on and this is really helpful because when you get to work the next day when you get to your computer when you even if it's like on a Friday and then you're not going to work till Monday whatever it is when you're wrapping up writing down the next three to five things that you want to work on will help you ease into your work day the next time you go to work and just think about it like you're in it as you're working, 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 you're in it. And then so often what I do is just kind of like switch out into like family time because all I have to do is leave my office and then the kids are right there. So kind of backing that up and setting myself up for success for the next day. And then when I get to my computer, the trick is not to open up email, not to kind of get stuck in the minutia. You know, I'm not on Instagram right now because I'm on digital sabbatical, but that's like, you know, a huge time suck for me, a big distraction So closing that out when I'm not on it, you know, giving myself that time to really dive right into that post-it note helps helps so, so much. Okay, I think that's a good place to wrap up for today. Um, I'm really excited to hear from you. Please send me an email, kayleen at celebratecultivate.com. If you have comments or questions about how I structure my day, how I find flow, if you have any ideas and resources and things that have worked for you, I would love to hear them. I have some books to help you find flow, some apps I use every single day. So I will be including those in the show notes and in this week's newsletter. Also in the newsletter, you will find a discount code for a coaching session with me. So make sure that you're subscribed. Again, just go to celebratecultivate.com or click the link in our show notes so that you can get there, get signed up and check out the discount code. It's only good through the end of this month. So be on the lookout for that. And also you all know that I just really, really appreciate when you write reviews for the podcast on Apple podcasts. And I wanted to share another one this week. Kate M.T. wrote, I'm already loving this podcast. Kayleen is inspiring and fun. I always leave with ideas for finding more joy in my days and appreciation in my life. Can't wait to hear more. Kate, thank you so much for listening and for sharing your review. I know it takes time and effort to write a review and it just means so much to me when you all take the time to do that. It just... It really helps me it helps the podcast get in front of new eyes it helps it rank and suggest so all of those like logistical details are super important but more than that this is such a small community and it's growing and in sharing your feedback and writing a review it helps me know what you like and appreciate so i can give you more of it so kate thank you so much i appreciate you and you all i'm so excited um, to come back next week because i'm I'm talking about my return to socials after my digital sabbatical. What am I going to do with Instagram? Am I going to get back on Twitter after taking years off? And how am I going to approach listening to podcasts and audiobooks? I'm going to share all of it and more next week. So tune in and I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening. Visit CelebrateCultivate.com for links and notes from today's conversation. Follow along on Instagram at celebratecultivate and connect with me at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.